I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michelle Carew, Arts Officer with Cork City Council. It's a pleasure and an honour to be sneaking into the auditorium of the Opera House ahead of everybody else before we have the official speeches and the official launch of this huge, huge work that you undertook. Um, we did speak about it back in the winter when you were kind of trying to ask members of the public to engage with the survey process and put forward what they would like to see happen for the arts in Cork. Were you surprised in any extent by what people have said to you? I was. I mean, what I was really surprised about was the amount of responses that we received. People really did get on board with this. I and mean, we had a couple of hundred or more, actually, responses from the, the public survey. Mm-hmm. Artists responded to their individual surveys. We had workshops, sexual gatherings. We had focus groups. But people really gave of themselves really generously to this. And I'll tell you, there was a real sense of appetite for really thinking about what way we want arts and culture to develop in this city. And it felt like a really pertinent moment to be having that conversation. Mm. So it was a very interesting and engaging process, a very iterative process, if you like, and it was a lot of going back, checking things out, mm. clarifying, are we in the right direction? And is this really the direction we want to take? Because, you know, it is the Cork City Council Arts and Culture Strategy, but it relies on a lot more than us to deliver on this. This really has to be something that's owned by the city, by its people, and of course by the arts and cultural sector, on whose shoulders the vibrancy, etc., of, of the sector lies. So, so there that, you go. That all kind of comes through very strongly, not just at the start of the published strategy, but actually right through the pages. Like at the beginning, there's so many reference to the arts in context, the context of the city, the context of the cultural life, the context of the business life, the context of everything that's gone before, but also recognising the interconnectivity of so many aspects of our lives. And I think the last couple of years made people obviously reflect a little bit more. And Cork changed a lot very quickly because of the pandemic. You know, we have so much more outdoor art or do kind of really shook people up in a big way. So when you start talking about art in the public realm and things like that and how that can affect change in people's lives, people connect with that in a more concrete way now because when we had nothing else, those things were like little lights in in the dark. But it really is one of those strategy statements of intention that draws on every fabric. And I remember we were talking about that on air, weren't we? We were saying like, you know, um, it's it's very easy to say the arts funding is there in its little box and it's disconnected from everything else. This strategy shows how interconnected the arts not just is, but has to be 
for Cork's future. You're right, and it, it's, it really puts the arts on the development agenda. The development of the strategies come at a time where the city development plan has also mm. been in development, and that's now imminent. And I think it, we've really made an effort to align the strategy with the development plan. And within the development plan, you see the echoes of what's in this strategy as well. And that's really important because... In one way, yes, the Arts Office of Cork City Council administers funding to organisations, etc. And that's a part of what we do. But actually, the real impact and purpose of a local authority in supporting arts has to be about knitting it into the city and into the development of the city, the growth of the city and in considering the well-being of the people's lives in the city. So the real um, challenge is to to work across all of the local authority and to, I suppose, be an enabler in that in bridging the sector, the local authority and all of the stakeholders together in hopefully pushing towards realisation of these very, I will admit, ambitious goals because they should be ambitious because we're a great city here. It's a growing city. There's big ambition all around for the city at the moment and the arts and culture are right in at the centre of that. They really are. And I think there's increasingly a conversation happening about where the arts sit in the place of this redevelopment of Cork. Mm. I mean, everybody knows there are areas of the city that are really struggling. There are parts of the city that need massive regeneration. Everyone's excited about the potential for the docks area of Cork and what that could be. Everybody has like ambitions for the old medieval heart of the city and how that could be protected. But I think also what the five strategic priorities that you laid out do is they they show that it has to be organic from the ground up. The arts are not an add-on to another project and how will we finish it off with a bit of public realm funding and money. You really have made a huge effort to knit it in in a very organic, ground-up way. And this strategy is not a programme of events. It's not a, a list of plans for specific things that will happen. It is an umbrella under which you're inviting everybody to plan through the arts for life, isn't it? Absolutely. It is a statement of intent and a statement of direction. It identifies the priorities that we want to enable to happen and invites people in and thinks about how that can be located in the agency of the people who make that up. Mm. So partnership is really key in this communication, engagement and all, you know, engaging with all those aspects of the city, looking at getting to understand the, the cultural life of those new areas in the city that came in with the transition. I mean, there's a huge amount of learning to happen over the course of this strategy and we're really intent on that. So I suppose the, to talk about what the strategic priorities are, we've identified five and they all connect together. Arts for everyone, we've given them nice titles and that's a good way to, to, to summarise them. But Arts for Everyone is really about ensuring that all of the people in all of our communities has the ability to access and enjoy the arts and that the arts that are made are representative of the full makeup of our city. Um, and, and that takes account of our evolving cultural landscape as well. Space for art. It's a really challenging, knotty one. It is going to be hard one and we really all have to pull together on it. And obviously the City Council has a huge role in that and that's why it's right in there in the strategy. You know, the, it came out so strongly in the consultation. You know, artists need places to work. There's a need for more. It needs to keep in step with the growth of the city. And you really couldn't have put out an arts and culture strategy for Cork City right now not, and fail to mention space. So that is something that, you know, straight away we'll be mm -hmm. getting to grips with how we realise that one and we know its importance. And you've put it in there as both temporary and permanent and yeah. I think 
there's a couple of stools we could all fall between there on those. But recognising it and having it in print in a strategy that you have said also will be, you know, held accountable to is, is hugely important. And like, yes, artists need more places to exhibit and artists need more places to create, not just in the city centre, but also in the wider city area. Like I was part of a very interesting conversation on Facebook in the Ballincollig area recently where there were people who really were looking for a place to create like open studios where they could come in, work, not necessarily be there over 12 months, but that sort of thing. So there is huge demand for that sort of space. And linked into that then also is one of the other strategic priorities, which is a city for artists. Mm. And, you know, we are so acutely aware of those kind of conversations where the cost of living is rising, the cost of housing, rent and everything like that can sometimes end up driving the very artists, the musicians and the creators whose income is quite tenuous at times to basically force them out of a city where they can't afford to live. And then you, you're purging, you know, kind of a creative soul out of a natural, organic way of, of living and creating in a city. A huge part of the strat- strategy you've put down is making sure that arts and a city for artists is part of that development. And I imagine <laughs> that is a, a huge task to take on because internationally that's something cities are struggling with. There is, and but there are very um, there are very experimental examples of how cities have kind of have have put things in place to support the needs of artists in that way. But look, overall, a city for art is a bold statement. Mm-hmm. I understand that, and I suppose it's probably the most cross-cutting of the priorities because you'd have to realise all of the other priorities to realise that one. But I think it's an aspiration worth having because I think there's a lot already here that makes us a very livable space. It's got a kind of a compactness and a kind of a, an atmosphere that lends itself to, to living here as a creative. And, and then what we need to do is augmenting what a lot of organisations are already doing in terms of, I have to say, there's a very collegiate and supportive sector here, I think, for artists to work within. And there's a lot of collaboration, a lot of good work coming out of here. And if we can build on that mm. and augment that and create more opportunities for people to, to establish careers here and we're could be a place where people can live um, the space piece is a big part of that if we can provide affordable workspaces the accommodation piece is a lot harder it is a structural challenge nationally it's a very difficult thing to, 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 to tackle within an arts plan but I think the overall tenor of trying to consider what is it that makes Cork such an attractive and a comfortable place and how could we really you know in our thinking when we make decisions and we try and think of new ideas and new things to do if that was something we were to keep in our head, that this would be an attractive place where artists want to live and make their home and build not insular careers, international careers, yes. but from this base as well. You know, that's, it, it's not yeah. an insular piece. You can have, we live in a world now where you can live in one place and you can work in another dimension, even virtually. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And you also referenced there, and it's also very strong in the plan, the networking and interconnectedness of the various agencies. And for example, we're sitting here in the Cork Opera House, which has a tremendous partnership with UCC. You know, beautiful, creative, symbiotic, professional and creative, collaborative approach to it. And, you know, it is a, a matter of taking models like this that work really well and seeing how well they can be rolled out amongst all the partners. Because there's so many interested parties like if you ever approach anyone like they everyone is predisposed positively towards 
making sure this is a success. So, you know, you must have had great joy of seeing the appendix area of it at the back. The numbers of people that you consulted in this, the numbers of people from all sorts of professional, business and creative and educational life who came together to form subcommittees to work on each individual strand and make sure it was a really strong statement of intent. And I was laughing as you were coming into the auditorium here. I was saying to you, you know, the work is done because you're kind of fairly relaxed about the launch this evening. At least you give off that impression, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) But you quite rightly said, now is when the work begins, isn't it? So, um... Might take tomorrow off, but Monday, yeah. <laughs> Monday is when the work begins. Yeah. Turn over a blank page and start again. But at least there is this this framework. Like and we haven't gone through all the five strategies, but I imagine you know over the course of the next numbers of years that those will have impact, and that's the whole point of it. That this is a fixed term deadline or set of ambitions and objectives you've given yourself up to twenty twenty six. A very measurable, staged way of building something rather than trying to leap into something. Mm -hmm. The programme is also beautiful in that each page that you turn over in this printed strategy has echoes of some fantastic events that took place. And I think that's great to remind ourselves of what we can host on an international level as a city and hold our own as an international centre of excellence for the arts. And to have that ambition for the future is, is exciting. It is. And again, just to reference the sector, we have a sector that's well up for that challenge. We have mm. excellent organisations. I mean, I won't start naming them because then you don't name everybody. But, you know, you would have had to be living under a rock for the last month not to have really been experiencing the quality and the standard of the arts in this city and the imagination and the endeavour and the creativity that our artists have. You mentioned third level as well. We are in a position of strength because we have an extremely sophisticated third level arts education provision from MTU and the the Cork School of Music, the MTU Crawford College of Art and Design. Now we have all of the creative writing courses and music courses in UCC. We have amazing work happening in the theatre department in the UCC and the potential there for the future. And we have that brilliant addition now, the creative producing course. And you talk about you know art in the public realm. And the, the students there are rolling out a new festival every year as well. So there's all of these continuities and we want to keep those people here as much as possible. And that's part of the, the strategy as well. But not just keeping them here for a kind of a cultural enrichment of all our lives, which is ultimately the aim, but also the strategy also recognises the wider, I suppose, brass tacks, the economic impact of the arts and cultural life of the city and what that does. Everybody, we've just come off the back of hugely successful and joyful return to the Cork Midsummer Festival where, you know, the streets were full, the restaurants were full, the hotels were full. Everybody knows the impact of when we have big festivals like the Jazz Festival and the Choral Festival. It's not just having those peaks of economic activity. It's about recognising that we are all connected and business and arts when each is doing well, you know, the rising tide, even though we want to talk about that in Cork, but it does lift all its boats. And if you want to be known for something, being a cultural city, a place where great art mm. happens, isn't a bad thing. You know, already in 2019, Cork was the European Creative and Cultural Cities Monitor, ranked number two for creativity. So, I mean, that's that's a really powerful mm. statement and that... Uh, I think bodes well for our job of work here. Absolutely. We have a lot to build on. Um, attracting inward investment 
and that companies here would also recognise that in strengthening their own platform here too. Absolutely. And, um, you know, even, for example, there's creative ways that you can use the arts as a strength for tourism, etc. At the moment, we're about to we'll be rolling out a really large project funded by Fall to Ireland under their urban animation scheme, which was a response to coming out of COVID. And we're commissioning, we're in the process of uh, um, looking to commission uh, five new public artworks in the island city and there'll be lots more about that coming in in the autumn um but those are huge pieces of investment and it's a real statement of uh, of confidence in the arts and in their potential to really make points of interest in our public realm and bring our city to life so also in september work will begin on work to upgrade the Elizabeth Fort amenity into into an outdoor performance space funded by the, the Department for Tourism, Arts, Culture, Media and Sport and the Gale Talked. So there's already uh, mm-hmm. shoots and it's exciting. It's exciting because you came into the job at a time when there was every sort of hurdle being thrown at you, if you like. The arts were basically officially told to stay on ice for two years and to actually have the ambition, vision and determination to say, all right, this is the perfect time to start a new vision for Cork was just bold and brave and fabulous. And I know we're going to have a brilliant afternoon here in the Cork Opera House. I can't wait to hear John O'Brien's lullaby for a city now that we are seeing the reawakening of everything once again. So Michelle Carew, Arts Officer with Cork City Council, huge congratulations to you and the vast team that are listed at the back of the appendix. And I'm sure that doesn't even cover everybody who probably contributed to the entire thing. But it's a bold, brave and ambitious vision for the future in Cork. And now it's just to turn over the new page, put it into practice. <laughs> Thanks a million. Thanks, Anne-Marie.